0: Friends, I'm Jill Worabaugh and you're listening to the Growing in Goodness podcast. If you're looking to live life with a peace that surpasses all understanding as you navigate motherhood and marriage, all while growing your faith in every area, then this is the podcast for you. Listen in. We all live under an authority. We are all ruled by something. So may I ask, whose authority do you live under? I'd imagine if you are reading this that you have some desire to follow Jesus, considering this is a Christian-based blog. So maybe your first thought was, oh, I definitely live under the authority of Jesus. And if I'm being honest with you, that would be my first thought too, until recently when I got my soul quiet and ask God that question. Lord, whose authority do I live under? The truth is, I have had years of culture embedded into my heart and mind. And at times, I can still let the cultural norms make my decisions for me. I can sway between living under King Jesus and the culture king. Thankfully, at different times in the last six years, the Holy Spirit has uprooted some facets of culture out of me. But let me tell you, there are so many facets that still have roots in me that I am nowhere near the finish line. But lately in my quiet time, God has been showing me that the particular cultural idea of hustle hard is deeply embedded in my heart, and it's time to take the gardening spade and uproot it. How about you? Do you feel like me? Like a life without hustle is no life at all? I've been reading through Kings 1 and 2 and Chronicles 1 and 2, and it's amazing how often you read about the kings who put so much pressure on their people while other kings let up on their people and lead them more lovingly. After each king, you are left feeling the oppression and pain on the ones they rolled over. Even the good kings left you longing for a more perfect king. Particularly in Chronicles 2.10, Rehoboam, who is King Solomon's son, takes over as king after Solomon passes away. And in deciding what kind of ruler he would be, he sought advice from a group of wise elders and a group of young friends. King Solomon, Rehoboam's father, was the wisest king to ever live. But he still wasn't perfect and was known to have a heavy hand over his people. And even though he brought a lot of good, he was considered a hard master. So when King Rehoboam consulted with the elders who counseled his father, they told him, If you are good to these people and do your best to please them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal subjects. 2 Chronicles 10 verse 7 But when Rehoboam asked his young friends, they told him to say to his people, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. 2 Chronicles 10 verse 11. And just like that, King Rehoboam made his decision to be a very oppressive king. Now, While we're no longer living under kings, we still live under heavy burdens. Wouldn't you agree? And most of the time, those are the burdens that are put on us by what culture says is right and good, especially as moms and women. Am I right? Like we should grow gardens, make five course meals, work out, be beautiful, be great moms and wives, keep a perfect house all while going to work every day. I mean, it does feel oppressive. We really did ourselves a disservice the day that we started singing songs like Frank and Annie. I can do anything you can do better. Anything you can do, I can do too. We wanted to prove ourselves. But that's what culture does. It shapes our way of thinking, makes us prideful, selfish, and eventually foolish. I couldn't help but read King Rehoboam's words. My father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. And not call to mind how opposite Jesus's words were. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. It made me realize I have a choice. I can either live under King Jesus or the kings of this world. Living under culture is so heavy. But living under Jesus looks like freedom. Jesus doesn't put pressure on his people. He wants us to simply love him and love others well. We don't hustle our way to heaven. It's given freely to us by grace. He doesn't tell us we have to look a certain way or make a certain amount of money or be at the top. His way is not oppressive. It's the exact opposite for too long I personally have been living under the pressure of kings that have no real authority over me. I don't want to sway between King Jesus and King culture. King Jesus's way is so much better. How about you? If you're with me, I have a few ideas that I think could help us. The first one, who we follow is our leader. It's just a fact. So let's take an inventory of our social media. If we want to break free from the pressure of culture, we can't immerse ourselves in it. We may have to unfriend some of our favorite influencers or pop culture icons. Their lives portray that they have it all And yet we often find that their souls are completely empty. And we have to keep in mind that who we follow will eventually lead us in our thoughts, our lives, our behaviors, and our decisions. Number two, media, entertainment. Hollywood has a way of capturing our attention, but it also has a way of making us feel like we will never measure up. So we have to be careful not to tune in to the false reality that comes out of the shows that could entertain us one minute, but the next minute, it is making us believe we have to work harder, be skinnier and dress immodestly to measure up. Number three: Lastly, but certainly not least, we must immerse ourselves in what is true, good and praiseworthy. Jesus follow him. start your day with him, end your day with him, eat your lunch with him, and talk to him at each break. Romans 12:2 says, "Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the only way we can transform our minds is by renewing them constantly. Speak God's Word to yourself. pray read the word, Bible studies, and books that all point to Jesus. This will change us from the inside out. Recently, I've been following and listening to a woman named Ruth Chow Simmons. You can follow her on Instagram. Um, she embodies this message of resting in God and cease all the striving in her new book called "When Striving Cease." She's been on a lot of podcasts talking about it, and her own Instagram, um, just her videos lately—they're just so inspirational. And it—and it's when striving cease, replacing the gospel of self-improvement with the gospel of life-transforming grace. I will link her book in the show notes below. Um, of this episode. And um, I think it's one that could really help transform our minds. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I'd love for you to share this episode with someone you know that seems overwhelmed. Um, I'm praying for each one of us as we unclench our tight fists and release the outcomes to God. Dear Lord, let us release our striving our following culture, all the ways that we claw our ways to living a life that we think is praiseworthy by others. We instead want to live a life that is praiseworthy to you. We want to glorify you with our lives. We want to live under the freedom of your sufficient grace. We know that living for you and under you is free and more than enough. And we just thank you for this today and every day. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Growing in Goodness podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to share it with others so that others can grow in goodness. And it would be just such an honor if you would review this podcast um, to help others find us here and it is such a joy to grow in goodness alongside other women mothers and wives in this journey of our faith and I hope you have the best week and I'll see you here next time on Growing in Goodness.